Spitcast. The future of collaborative video production. Spitcast. News, information, conversation, collaboration. Spitcast. Hi, I'm Michael London, and welcome to Spitcast, the future of collaborative video production. Brought to you by Spitvid.com. On this episode, we are visiting with Richard Bimke from New York City. He's a writer, director, and creator, and I bet you've seen some of his work and not known it. He has some interesting insights to share. And we'll also visit with Ralph Fontaine, a creator and director, and he has a new web series called Causality. Spitcast. I say we jump right in. Richard, welcome to Spidcast. Tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, I'm a writer, director, creator of things. I uh, live in New York City. I've been uh, blogging for about three years, and that's kind of queued me up into other things, short video contests, uh, playwriting, and some stuff like that, and uh, kind of got me into the social media world where I you know, started into Facebook and, and got on Twitter and Eventually, for me, this was really the first super valuable thing to come out of Twitter was, uh, was coming across SpidVid and uh, saw the posting looking for anybody who wanted to talk a little bit about video collaboration, and it's something I'm, I'm passionate about and uh, looking forward to uh, sharing some, some thoughts on it today. Well, since you brought up SpidVid, tell us a bit about your experiences with collaboration. Sure, yeah. We're, um, I've been really fortunate to have uh, a lot of great people around me that I work with uh, some of the, the coolest stuff that I've done recently are uh, some short video contests that I did uh, late last year, uh, and um, which led into working on this uh, short uh, web series, actually, that I'm putting together right now. We actually we finished a pilot in, uh, in fall and submitted it to a contest. We submitted it to the, the Bing Decisions Contest, so it's a, a contest about uh, decisions, so they wanted to see a, a short pilot about that. And uh, I, needed, I needed help doing it. I wanted to write and direct it, but I, I needed people to, to get in it and, and help me put it together. And um, I basically reached out to some of my trusted friends and said, hey, do you know anybody who's, who's interested? And basically was, was fortunate enough to get hooked up with some really great people. And, and uh, we put together this, this pilot and shot it and wrote it in about a couple of weeks and shot it in a day and uh, edited it in about four weeks, <laughs> which is unfortunately the worst part of the process. But um, you know, put it together, and and it was uh, it was a really exciting process. And so now we're actually probably going to be working with some of those people on uh, on some projects later in the fall that we're putting together right now. Excellent. We love to hear that. So share with us more specifically about some of those with whom you have collaborated. Yeah, I mean, when we when we got into this pilot, we we knew that we needed a staff. We needed that, you know, in the past it would be you know cameraman and 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 crew. I'm sorry, cameraman and and actors. But this time we needed, you know, we needed a director of photography. We needed producers. We needed people to um, to, to support the whole process. And I, I didn't have that in my network, in my immediate network, kind of my first connection. So, you know, I had some people who had helped out with marketing of plays that I'd written and directed in the past. And I said, hey, do you know anybody who, who likes doing this sort of thing? And they knew what kind of I was all about and, and the things that I love to do. And so that was a really huge help in reaching out. And, you know, I had a friend whose friends went to uh, NYU film school and she said, you know, they love doing <clears throat> projects like this. And so put me in, in touch with the director of photography and him and his buddy shot the, the actual pilot and 
you know, through another friend, I was like, you know, I need some, some help putting this together. I, I can write it and direct it. I, I was confident in that. But reaching out to a venue, I didn't necessarily know that I had that connection. So another friend who had seen some of my work said, you know, I have a friend who's looking to do some producing. And really what it came down to was being fortunate enough to have people who knew the kind of work that I was looking to do and knew people that were passionate about kind of breaking into this. And so we kind of all helped each other out in, in this, this project. And it was, it was great because I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have those connections. And it's so important to have people who know what they're doing. I mean, you can kind of fake it in the beginning, but it, it comes across real quick if you don't know what you're doing. So it was, it was super helpful to have that. You are right there. So you have found the creative collaborators, but how about creating projects with limited or even no budgets? Uh, it's pretty easy. You just basically stop sleeping and uh, just obsess compulsively over the project until it until it's done. Um, we had no budget for for this project as uh, as we've had limited budgets for for anything else. And basically, uh, the budget is is whatever uh, spare cash I have in my bank account at the time. But for for this project, it really came down to uh, the conversations beforehand, which kind of guided the project. Because, like I said, we didn't have any money. We didn't have. Um, you know, a bankroll or budget or or anything to fund it. So I knew I needed people who were willing to volunteer their services and who are going to be as passionate about it as I am. And it was interesting because the first, one of the first people I was put in touch with about kind of doing this, filming it and being a director of photography for the project, we had the initial conversation and he was going to help us out. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, cool. And I got off the phone with him and I was just like, you know what, he's going to work for free and he's got great equipment, but I just didn't get that good vibe of this is somebody that, I really felt got what we were looking to do. And so I actually followed up and said, you know, I'm going to go in another direction and take my chance to see if I could find somebody else. And lucky enough, I was able to find somebody else willing to volunteer their services. But it, it really comes down to those initial conversations of how much are you willing to give and, and you know, in, in the nicest way possible, not like in, in the sense that, hey, you've got to give me everything. You have to give me everything. Give me your soul. But more in the regards of, hey, you know, what can you offer and what do you have to, to contribute and, you know, can we make this together? And, and it was really, it was volunteering of time and finding some venues that were looking to donate services as well. And I think that's when you, you kind of have those best projects are when people come together who are all really interested in accomplishing a goal. And they're, they're more passionate about seeing a completed project, seeing something to, through to completion, as opposed to just how we can make it the, the biggest possible. And, and that was, I mean, we left the project and, um, one of the, the producers, one of the girls who produced the show actually said to us, she's like, you know, I've never had that much fun on a project before. I, I, I thought it was supposed to be stressful. And uh, that was, I think that was the nicest thing I heard at the end, which kind of validated our, our whole approach. And without the fun, what's the point, right? Now, talking about fun, collaboration has seemed to uh, somewhat lessen the backstabbing competition that is sometimes prevalent in this business. Yeah, I think the... We've realized kind of early on, and I say we, I speak in the royal we all the time. My The most work I do is with my friend Andrea, who's a childhood friend. We've been friends for 15 years and just kind of stumbled into working on this stuff together. And she's my editor, my producer, my, you know, my everything in these projects. So she's like my primary collaboration in all of this. She is there for every step of the way. Um, one of the things we've seen kind of early on is that we just want to do something kind of unique and something cool and something that speaks to us. And so that's kind of, for, the, for us, has come to the forefront of these projects of, you know, what we want to kind of create stuff that either we don't hear or things that reflect uh, our lives and the discussions that we're having. So, you know, you see other people doing stuff and, and 
you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel that sense of like, oh man, they're two years younger than me and they've, they've got this contract or they you know, sold a movie or something like that. But it's, I think it comes down to really is being, making something that speaks to what you're looking to do and just being honest with the, creating the kind of work that, that's honest about your voice and what you're looking to create. Because yeah, there, there's a great competition in it and, and having other people kind of in the same space doing stuff and innovating. And that's a really cool kind of competition, but I don't, I'm not looking to blow anybody else out of the water. I want to do something that, that makes me happiest and, that, and I feel really helps you know, the people that I'm working with all kind of reach our potentials and do the things that we really love to do. But, um, you know, it's, it's cool to, to work with somebody else. I mean, you want to believe that you can do it all yourself, but all it takes is a couple of sleepless nights and some heart palpitations to make you realize that, you know, you can't necessarily do that. And it's, uh, if you can find those good people to work with, man, it changes the whole process. It makes it uh, bigger than, than any one person. So let's do a 180 on this, taking it from collaboration to direct competition, which you recently won a competition, right? There was uh, actually two contests that uh, I won uh, last year, two video contests. Uh, One was uh, the Fiji Water Air Pacific uh, two tickets to paradise contest, and the other one was the the Coldies Worst Cold Ever contest. And uh, I won won a vacation out of both of them, which the first thing I learned was uh, winning video contests is a great way to finance your vacations. So that's, that's a goal for this year. But I think the, the thing that I really learned was both of those projects, as soon as I read the, the summary or the bio of what the contest was about, I had the idea. Like, it came to me right in that moment. And I entered, I think, probably about a dozen video contests last year. And you know, some of them I kind of forced an idea into creation and, and tried to make something happen when I didn't necessarily have a whole bunch there. But uh, I realized from these contests that when I, when I did have success in them, that it really pays to go with, with what, what your gut says and, and attack those things that you know you can make a difference at. Because I can enter 25 video contests throughout the year, but if I'm just kind of bringing to light some kind of you know, 30% ideas, it's not really going to it's not going to be a great success and it's not going to validate me in the way that I want to kind of create great art or work or whatever you, you want to call it. So what I learned from that really was that, man, if, if I have a great idea about something and, and I feel that kind of excitement in my chest, that that's something I want to go for. Yeah, I'm going to pursue it. Whereas, you know, I don't have to force myself to do something just to make something just to have it. I mean, I want to create a whole bunch of content. I want to create great content, but I would rather have it stuff that's coming from inside me and things that are actually organic to to my hopes and dreams. It's a little a little uh, over the top there, but I think toward, to the things that I want to do and really speaks to my goals and um, you know focusing on the things that I believe I can do something good in. Uh, I think that's really what what I've learned from that and pulled from that tremendously. Well, let's do go over the top a bit. What are your thoughts as you get that feeling in your chest, that feeling of anticipation about future projects and collaborations? Oh, man, when you bring up that that theory, that idea of anticipation, I'm anticipating everything about the next 10 years, man. I just, uh, that's what keeps me up uh, at night, The just the exciting uh, feeling of all this great stuff coming. We're working on two, two really big projects. 
projects right now. One, we're finishing writing this, the script for this, uh, this web pilot, which they'll announce the winner in, uh, in May. So whether or not we win the contest or not, we're going to go ahead and shoot the entire series and, and get it online and get it out there. And it's a series we call 20s, uh, kind of a play on words about the, the T's of being in your 20s. And uh, so we're writing that now. And then we've got a, a play lined up for the fall. It's a full-length play. Um, it's called The Lion's Wager, and uh, we're shooting for October, and it's, we're going to do some really cool stuff. We're doing a, a two-month web series leading up to it. We're doing a whole bunch of multimedia stuff through Foursquare and, and Twitter and Facebook and um, really a really unique approach trying to change the, the way people see live theater and really kind of doing a grassroots, a term that's thrown around a lot, but kind of a grassroots approach in that connecting people to the project very early on so that we've got this built-in audience so that there's this kind of great lead-up to this this show that will go on for a week in the fall. So, uh, And we're going to film it and put the whole thing online, uh, kind of like a, a film, a uh, high-quality film. So we're working on those and, and putting all our resources towards both of those things. Lots and lots of things in the pipeline. That's what we love to hear. How do folks get in touch with you and see your work and perhaps collaborate with you, Richard? Um, well, I mean, off that note, you know, we're always looking for, for cool people to collaborate with and people who have ideas. We just, uh, you know, my, I say we again, but, you know, Andrea and I, my, my friend, who I, I kind of coerce into most of this, are always looking for, for new projects. But um, everything is, is kind of found through the homepage. It's bemke.com. It's B as in boy. O-E-H-M as in monkey, C-K-E dot com. And that's, uh, everything's through there. You can hit me up on, on Facebook and, and our Vimeo page and our YouTube channel and see all of kind of the work we're, we're doing and reach out to us that way. Um, and, of course, our blog as well, which is, uh, you can find that through, through bemke.com. Uh, you know, one of the cool things is that we, we've been lucky enough to kind of find this, uh, this podcast and this this opportunity through Spidvid, and you know I think that's you know I follow Spidvid on Twitter, uh, so you know anybody else who wants to you know reach out on Twitter to Spidvid or or to me specifically, yeah, I think it, it's a great kind of new tool for for video collaborators because I think it it kind of instantly puts it into your stream and instantly puts it into your uh, kind of access point where uh, it might not have been a couple years ago or even a couple months ago. So um, it's, it's a great way to keep in touch. Richard, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Spidcast. Next up, a visit with Ralph Fontaine. Ralph, jump right in here and get the Spidcast family up to date on you. Sure. My name is Ralph Fontaine, and I'm the director and producer of an upcoming web series called Causality. Um, I started out a while back um, as an actor, and I learned early on that although I really enjoy acting, there was something that I missed um, about just having a little more control, a little more creative control of the process. So I started learning about directing and producing and learned that it's one of the most exciting things in the world to see your vision come to life on a screen. So I got more into that and kept up with the acting. Um, I worked in Los Angeles for a while as a reality TV producer and director and decided that reality TV was not for me. <laughs> uh, as everyone knows, there's really no reality to it at all, and there's really not a lot of vision to it either. So I left that, and I came up to Seattle, and I connected with a lot of really good people and became uh, sort of ensconced in the filmmaking world up here as much as I could. And I've been learning more and just getting more involved and more involved in the world of directing and producing. And as web series and web entertainment has developed, I've really decided that 
I think that's the future of entertainment since more people are, are both creating shows for online distribution and watching them that way. I think that there's no reason to have to be in New York or Los Angeles anymore if you're a creative and talented person. There's tons of them here in Seattle. I know there's others all over the country, and I think that's really the future. It doesn't have to be segmented in one of those two major hubs as it has been before. Oh, that's great. And there is a wealth of talent in those so-called flyover states that now have accessibility to producers such as yourself. Tell us about your latest production. Sure. Uh, Causality is a story of several time travelers who come from various times in the future for various reasons. Um, One of our taglines is everyone has their own reasons for traveling to the past. And uh, when they come to the past, they end up meeting together, much like settlers in the Old West did, people who came from different places. Uh, In our story, they're coming from different times, but they meet one another, they support one another, they help each other survive in a sort of a foreign land. And as they do that, they end up running into some people from the current time, which takes place in our current time around 2011. And uh, someone else gets drawn into their story and into their into their environment, and they have to work together to prevent some things from happening that really shouldn't happen. So it's really character-driven. It is a science fiction and speculative fiction web series, as we like to say, but because of the fact that we really believe that characters are what make good science fiction good, although there will be some special effects and there will be some science fiction themes, we're really focusing on the characters and the acting and the writing and we're hoping that what that's going to do is help us stand apart from some of the other shows that maybe have you know, very high production values and very exciting special effects. In addition to having that stuff, we're going to have you know, as strong of acting and writing as we can possibly get. And I'm really excited about the cast that we have, and we just shot a promo the other day that looked amazing, so I'm really excited for it, and the whole team is just you know, really, really getting into the process and just developing the story as we go, and we're learning more about the characters and learning more about the situations, and we're hoping it's going to be sustainable, something that we can continue for a couple different seasons, and uh, we're taking what we call a transmedia approach to it, and I don't know how familiar people are with transmedia, but uh, what it means to us is that our primary means of telling the story will be the episodes. Each episode will be between probably five to ten minutes long, and ultimately by the end of the first season it'll be about a feature film length, so, you know, about 90 to 100 minutes or so. But in addition to that, we have, um, or we will have, character blogs, character video blogs that I call the Captain's Log, kind of like on Star Trek, where there'll be characters, you know, sitting in front of a webcam telling some aspect of the story that relates to the main story in the episodes, but is a little bit separate and maybe gives some more backstory for those that are interested. We're also going to have some uh, fiction, written fiction that's in the world of causality, but again, related to, but not exactly the same story that we're telling in the episodes. So for those that are interested, there's going to be lots of different ways to go deeper, learn more about our characters, their situations, how they got there, why they do what they do in the episodes. And it's going to be up to the viewer. If they want to just watch the episodes, they'll stand alone and they'll be, you know, hopefully exciting and and keep them coming back for more. But if they're interested, there's going to be more to watch and more to read. Oh, that is a great added bonus. Love that. Now, if you would speak a bit about how collaboration has aided you specifically in the development of causality. Oh, it's collaboration is completely essential. I mean, I've worked on projects in the past uh, as a producer and director. I've had some ideas that I would I was hoping would go somewhere, and because at those times I didn't find the right people and the right situations, those ideas didn't really go anywhere. And part of the reason that causality is actually getting some traction and and going somewhere is because of the team that we've built. I mean, it's a very strong team of of passionate, creative, talented people 
who all bring their own, not just their own personal skills and talents, but also their own networks to it. So everyone who is part of the process has really brought um, more to it in, rather than just their talents. They've brought new, new friends and, and new ideas and things that just bring it so much further. Um, I want to mention a couple of my partners in the process. Glynis Mitchell is one of the writers, and she's also going to be one of the actresses, and she's the producer. Um, she has really brought a lot to it. With uh, I was mentioning earlier about the, the character-driven aspects of it. She's a writer and an actress, so she brings a very character-driven aesthetic to it. Uh, the other writer is Michael Montour, and he is, by trade, a horror and science fiction writer. And he brings the really strong sort of scientific and science fiction aspect to it. So the two of them collaborating to write this has really, you know, has really made it something more than it would have been alone. Um, we also have some great Seattle talent coming in as uh, directors of photography. Um, we've had really good people because of some people we knew. We got a great location for our promo. Without the, without the collaboration of people, we, we really wouldn't have even gotten as far as we have, and we're still in the very early stages. And where we really see the collaboration continuing is we've been pretty active on Twitter and Facebook and blogging on our website to try to, you know, build some audience. And we've really already started developing outside of our Seattle network of artists. We've started developing a strong collaboration with some of our fellow web series creators that we met on Twitter. And I think that's amazing because as I was saying earlier, I feel like the the new world of entertainment that's coming is coming on the web and it's a little bit like our series it's the old west and there's no rules everyone is doing it their own way and there's so much talent out there all over the country and we're all trying for the same goal and yet the competition factor is is not a negative thing we're all looking for more people to start watching and paying attention to entertainment online so if a creator, uh, for example, one of our friends is uh, Michael Flores from Western X, the series, he has built a great following for his series, and although they're also kind of a speculative fantasy fiction kind of series, they're not a negative, um, they're, they're not, their competition is not negative with us, because if he gets an audience and then shares that audience with us, and we build an audience and share it with him, now we both win, because there's more people watching online entertainment. So that online collaboration, the same thing with SpidVid, the fact that you know what you guys are doing and bringing filmmakers together in wherever they are and whatever their skills are, bringing people together to create something is the only way we're going to get this done since we're not sticking to those hubs like New York and Los Angeles. Um, in those places, you can it's easier to make the connections with someone else who's in the industry because, let's face it, everyone in L.A. is in the industry. So anywhere you go, you're going to run into someone who has a similar goal. But the, the negative there is there's all that competition where if I befriend someone in L.A. who's also a director, we might be vying for the same work. Um, in this case, we're just vying for audience. We're not taking each other's jobs. We're building audience together, and we're building awareness of this relatively new form of entertainment. And that's really exciting to me, and I don't think that we'd be able to, to go very far with it if we didn't have that collaboration. Because, you know, the more people that start watching this stuff online and start really enjoying the concept of sort of shorter episodic entertainment, the way web series tend to be, the more advertisers are going to take note, and there's going to actually become more money in this for the creators and to allow them to sustain their art 
the way that sometimes people can't right now. Oh, I love the win, 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 win aspect of this. Now, you mentioned about the blogging and podcasting to aid not only in the marketing, but also the enjoyment of causality. Where do we find that? Our website is watchcausality.com, and what we have up there right now, it's still in the very preliminary stages. Um, We have a blog that we contribute to as often as possible. We tend to do at least three posts per week, uh, and the people that are mainly posting right now are myself and Glynis Mitchell and Michael Montour, the creators and producers of the show. And um, we do also have some of our cast members contributing blogs when they can. Um, We've also begun the process of talking to some of our fellow web series creators to maybe add some more blog content about their shows, as I was talking about with the cross-promotion. So if you go to watchcausality.com, you'll see our blog. You'll also see we have a couple of promos up. Um, They're very simple, short promos that start to introduce our characters. And uh, we also have a Q&A session that we did at a local Seattle uh, bar restaurant here that was nice enough to host a reading of uh, Michael Montour's one of his uh, one of his fiction and horror stories, and the crowd that was there were mostly friends and other people from the area who knew of his writing, and they also knew of the series, so they started asking us some questions about causality, and uh, we shot that and sort of made a Q and A so that people would understand a little bit more about the series, because since we don't have episodes up yet, and it's still kind of a ways off until you're really going to get to see a full episode, we wanted to start getting people to understand what our world is, who are these characters that we're going to hope you're going to follow once the episodes are out, and and really building a community around the site and the world of causality that we're creating. Um, I've been reading quite a bit lately about how to build an audience for a web series. And one of the things I've learned is that, you know, what most people do is they go out, they create their show, um, they, they bring their team together, they create their show, they edit it, they put it up online, and then they go, why isn't anybody watching? Well, it's not that they didn't make a good product, and a lot of times they do. It's just that it takes a very long time to build an audience, and it takes a very long time to create a quality show. So what I had learned from some of the stuff I read is why not start early why not start during this process? I mean, it's going to be about a year from when we started, you know, talking and planning causality until we actually have a full season of episodes. So why not take that year and build awareness and build excitement for the episodes that are upcoming? So that's what we're doing. We're, we're active on Twitter. We're doing the blogging. We're, we're starting a podcast, actually. We've already recorded a couple of episodes. It's called Podcast to the Past. And it's not posted yet because we want to make sure we have several episodes in the can before we start making it available so that it can be a regular thing and that once a week or so we'll be able to release a new podcast. And the podcast is going to be not specifically about causality, but it's going to be about what we call sci-fi ephemera, which is just about anything sci-fi. We're going to talk a little bit about the world of causality, but we're also going to talk about our influences, other shows that we like, other shows that maybe we don't like. It's, you know, it's kind of humorous and kind of, you know, for anyone who's into sci-fi, we're hopefully going to really enjoy, they're really going to enjoy listening to some of our opinions, and maybe they'll agree, maybe they won't, and then they can write in, and we can talk about that the next time. So we've got the podcast, we've got the blog, we've got the promos that are up there right now, and we're really just trying to engage people as much as we can and and have them be there for us when the episodes are up. We will all head over and check those out. Ralph, how about some take-home points for those wanting to get involved in collaborative production? Uh, My advice to anyone who's trying to create a web series is, have a plan. Um, one of the things I said earlier is that we, we know a lot of people and we've heard about a lot of people that create something and they put a lot of time, energy, sweat, and tears, all that stuff into creating something. 
and then they're frustrated with the fact that it didn't go anywhere. And part of that is because their plan, was, you know, they're artists. We're all artists. We want to create our art. That's the ultimate goal of what we do. But if you have a strong plan, and that means sort of a production plan, a marketing plan, and a budget, these are all ways that you can really make your art even more worthwhile so that not just you and your close-knit family and friends are the ones enjoying it. The more people, the more of a plan you have, the more people will see what you're doing and the more sustainable that art will become. And by marketing plan, I really mean think about how do you want to get the word out. Think about who is your audience. And, and artists don't like to think about this stuff a lot of times. They think, you know, if I do something good, everyone will like it. And ultimately that may be true, but to get people to know about it, you have to focus on the people who are going to be passionate about it. In our case, it's science fiction fans. In other cases, there may be, you know, you may have a niche. I have another friend in Los Angeles who created a web series called Workshop the Series, and that he was very smart about it. He created a series about a bunch of actors in L.A. that are taking a workshop um, to be, you know, to learn about acting and connect and try to get famous in L.A., and they're very character-driven, and, hey, everyone in L.A. can relate to these characters that they've created. So he built a strong audience because he came up with something that people relate to, and he knew what that was. He knew how to market it. Same thing with your, whatever you're creating. Find out who your audience is and find out where they hang out. Go online, go on Twitter, go on Facebook, create a fan page, and really try to have a, a plan of by this time I want to have this many followers and this many likes on Facebook, and here's what I'm going to do to get there. I'm going to release promos once a month. I'm going to do some video content at least once a month. I'm going to do uh, a blog post three times a week, and really keep people, give people reasons to keep coming back to you and to tell their friends about what it is you're doing. And if they do that, then your audience will branch beyond the initial niche people if it's a good story and if it's done well. That's what we're hoping for. That's my advice is just really use the network you have and keep building that network online, places like SpidVid, places like other websites where you can post and repost articles and contribute, become part of the community. Priceless advice, Ralph. Thanks so much. Again, let folks know how they can get in touch with you and enjoy your work. Sure. The website for Causality is watchcausality.com, and my personal Twitter account is uh, rfontaine71, and that's R-F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E. I also recommend that you follow Watch Causality on, on Twitter. You'll get more information about what's upcoming for the show. Um, and if you'd like, you can follow a couple of the creators. That's uh, at Glynis Mitchell, G L Y. N-I-S-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. She's one of the creators and actors of the show and writers. Uh, then there's Montour. That's at M-O-N-T-O-U-R-E. And if you're interested in horror writing, you can check out his website at bloodletters.com. Ralph, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hi, Michael London. Thank you for listening. You can join the conversation now by visiting spidcast.com. We welcome your thoughts, opinions, and feedback. And you can also get access to the full text transcript of this week's show at spidcast.com. Spidcast.